To this week's episode of Chatterbox. I am Suzanne from SuzanneDecree.com, and of course, with me, I have Liz the Dark Angel Tapia from DarkBeautyMusic.com. Hello, everyone, and I love that you made the Dark Angel my middle name. <laughs> yes, I thought long and hard about that, as we do with everything here on Chatterbox. Boy, you couldn't even get that one out, could you? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hello, Liz. Uh, Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. I guess we know know who the straight person is in this duo. Oh Oh my goodness. Well, this was about the most serious introduction. I think it threw me for a loop. I didn't know what to do with it. Welcome to episode nine to five. What a way to make a living. Um, so we Ooh. have... <laughs> we have hitting a, the dolly tracks, I see. We, we are hitting the dolly tracks. Uh, I'd make some cracks about islands in the stream, but I'm pretty sure that's politically incorrect. So <laughs> we have... Oh my goodness. So we have a lot of great stuff to talk to you guys about tonight, and we are, it's all about the money. Count de money. I mean, de Monet. De Monet. De Monet. De Monet. Advanced thank yous to the three of you out there in the audience that got that joke. And (laughs) (laughs) but we are all about... uh, as you know, we're all about us trying to make it and trying to help you along, too, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And we were talking this week about ways that musicians can make money still doing music, not having to go to the dreaded day job. Uh, and we have a few things to talk to you about on this. We sure do. So let's get started because we have a lot to cover. We got a ton to cover. So the first thing. And this is actually a lot of the stuff I actually did or am doing or have done and most likely have screwed up doing. So, uh, one of I'm sure you're not the only musician that has gone down that path. Oh, the paths that I have gone down. Uh, the first thing uh, that I would like to talk about actually is arranging. I actually had a nice cushy gig one time because I, I do understand music theory. I'm, I'm actually a music theory bit of a bit of a self-taught music theory hack. Um, but I actually had a nice cushy gig um, pulling in well over, you know, well over a thousand bucks a, a shot doing arrangements. I would take classical pieces and I would arrange them for guitar. Um, you know, this is actually something and it's actually there's a I'm working on a project right now. Uh, one of the many, many projects of Sue that that are going on right now is uh, a revamp. I'm going to take a bunch of classical pieces and, and do a rearrange of all of those. But rearranging or arranging things is actually a good way to make money, especially if you can get into a bunch of public domain, classical kind of music. 
you can actually either just resell it because it's public domain or you can get into I actually got into a uh, website it was virtualsheetmusic.com and uh, he was actually paying me to do guitar transcriptions of classical pieces which is um, you know it was a really really nice gig until I screwed it up well what happened well what happened was ironically um, I was trying to do this at the same time that I was teaching 50 to 60 kids a week Ooh. 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 So, <laughs> I didn't have enough time to really dedicate to that project because that, that's a rather time-intensive project. You know, you have to find the sheet music. You have to rearrange the sheet music. You have to make sure the sheet music makes sense. You have to make sure you've got all of the, you know, uh, that, that you've interpreted the chord progressions uh, you know, when I do my own arranging, I'm not nearly as stringent on the, the chord progressions because I tend to do kind of a, a jazz reharmonization thing where I just sort of decide what chord I want to use for whatever reason. But when I do it for someone else, I tend to try and make sure that I have the correct chord progressions down. Well, it sounds like if you really know your music theory, this would be a fantastic way for, you know, one of the ways that musicians can take advantage of making some extra money on the side if they can, you know, work oh, with uh, absolutely, absolutely making these new arrangements. A- absolutely, I did. Uh, I did classical guitar arrangements, which is, uh, yeah, I, it's not technically. It wasn't difficult. It was time consuming because I had to get in there and I had to. You know, make sure everything made sense on the guitar, make sure my harmonic structures were, were proper and, and complete and all that good stuff. It, and it was, it was great money. It was, a, I mean, uh, I can't remember his name, but the, the guy who runs the website was an amazing guy to work for. He's just a really nice guy. Unfortunately, I bit off more than I could chew at that particular junction. Doing item number two on our list. Hey, how's huh. that? Oh, how's that for a segue? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it works for me. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was actually teaching. Nice. So I did actually teach for, uh, well, actually, I've been teaching since I was 18. Um, I mean, my my first, uh, you know, my first my first student was Tyrannosaurus Rex. And, uh, no, been, Rex. Are you teaching been, dinosaurs? I, I was teaching dinosaurs back in the day. Uh, but seriously, folks, but were you part of the, the lost world? Or? I, I was. I was uh, late Cretaceous period. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> late Cretaceous period. But uh, oh my gosh, I had at, at one point, um, I, I started when I was 18, and when I finally uh, did my own teaching studio sort of thing I actually ended up having about 50 somewhere between 50 and 60 students altogether. Um, a couple of those were a couple of days a week that I did some group classes um, you know but I had a, a solid 40 40 individual students plus a couple of group classes took me into the 50 60 student range and that That's was a, a lot that was a lot and, and that's why I didn't have time to do anything else. Ironically, not even play the guitar. So if you're going to do any of these other routes, 
you know, I think one of the big things that I was, one of the big things that I didn't do when I was trying to do all of this was time management. What episode oh, and that's was so that important. One? What episode was that? <laughs> I don't know. That might be episode three. We, we did a time management episode. Please rewind because everything <laughs> that we covered in that episode, I didn't do. So. <laughs> well, I mean, when do you have time? If you're teaching 50 to 60 students, that's a lot of not only time spending with them, but, you know, it's also preparation beforehand. You'd like to believe I prepared for my lessons, wouldn't you? Of course you did. Of course I did. I yes. would never not she did. prepare. I did. Absolutely. <laughs> I would never not prepare for a guitar lesson. Ever. No, no, but listen, this is a great point because it's another great way that musicians can make some extra money. Absolutely. Now, third item was one we were actually just discussing earlier and Liz you were actually nice enough to send me a uh, a link on this one and what a link that was that was a, that was a very long link <laughs> and a very long thing to watch however that being said uh what we're talking about is the patreon um what do I want to say platform yes and we were both thinking about starting a Patreon account. So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that because, you know, I've been dabbling in th whether or not to do it or not. And then, you know, I kind of go back and forth with it. And oh, she's a dabbler. <laughs> and boy, I came along this video that really just kind of changed my mind. Uh, we were both Brian and I weren't 100% on board because we knew that creating a Patreon account was going to require a lot of work. But I don't think I realized how much work it really does require for you to be able to make some kind of money. And before we get too far into that, let's rewind a little bit. And Suzanne, uh, tell them about you know what exactly is Patreon for the listeners that do not know what this is. Okay, so if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is basically a crowdfunding platform, kind of like Kickstarter, kind of not. Um, instead of having one big project that you get out and you, you try and, and bring some money into, you actually have uh, kind of a subscription base where people pay you a little bit of money every month and this theoretically adds up to massive promised amounts of money. Sure, if you can get people to become a Patreon, which is not apparently not so easy. Well, and, and it's funny because after we watched this video, I actually went on to Patreon and did a little bit of research. Yeah, that's right. You heard that correctly. We do research here on Chatterbox. That's right. Yes. And what did you find? What'd you come up with? Well, I, I checked out a couple of the guys that I watch a lot on YouTube, some of the musicians and some of the other guys. Now, a couple of them were making decent money. They were making 500, 1,000 a month, which, you know, depending on where you live, that could be your mortgage payment for the month. It's not right. gonna cover your electric bills or anything, but it might cover your mortgage. Uh, I also noticed that a lot of the guys that 
I follow on YouTube that had started a Patreon page ended up closing their Patreon pages. I wonder why. Well, I'm guessing because they weren't making squat. That's my guess. Well, (laughs) that was a good way to put it. And yeah, let's talk about how this actually works. So, you know, everybody's like, oh, start a Patreon and, you know, get yourself moving in the right direction. You could start making money. And well, mostly Patreon says that, by the way, it's mostly coming from Patreon. It's mostly coming from Patreon. But the thing is, you know, so it sounds like a great idea the way they have it packaged and, you know, the marketing that they're doing. But the problem is, is that unless you have a very large existing community of followers, it's really difficult to create the content that you're going to be required to create and have new, you know, and, and get Patreons to actually come on board and support your project. And even though it may sound easy, because like, oh, well, you know, you can, you can bring somebody over for a dollar, just a dollar, but it's actually really hard to get people to convert, especially when they're already used to seeing you on let's say Facebook and they're just used to interacting with you and not that it's impossible because people seem to do it and they've done it on there but I think to get the numbers that they're talking about you have to do a lot of work okay well and let's, you need a lot of community well let's let's talk about because the example in the video was the band Pentatonix now great band love them if you haven't heard of them you should go check them out because man they rock but Aside from that, Pentatonix has over, what was it, uh, 6 million subscribers to their YouTube channel. Yeah, it, yeah it's like over 6 million, million views. Like 600 million views on their videos. I mean, that's just ridiculous. They have a Patreon page of 25 or 2600 patrons. So if you do that math, now they are netting, I believe Patreon said that they are netting uh, about 15,000, 16,000 per video that they put out. But at 2,600 people, that's less than $8 a video. It's like five, six, seven bucks, somewhere, seven bucks, seven and some change in there. So you've got 2,600 people pledging seven eight dollars somewhere in that range a month on a band that has six million fans on youtube yeah i mean as soon as i started seeing those numbers i honestly i was just immediately turned off of doing this because we're just so small right now not forever but you know at the moment we don't have that kind of community to pull from and when you do have that kind of community let's face it you no longer need patreon yeah (laughs) i mean it's exactly it's like a catch-22 so the problem is is that you have to work really really hard and you know suzanne and i always talk about it becoming the thing it you know let's not let that become the thing and that's exactly i think what would happen because just 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 to explain this becoming the thing concept um you know as creative people with as i like to describe it entrepreneurial add uh (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to put it um you know you tend to get wrapped up like we you know we we do chatterbox 
uh, we have to be very careful to keep each other in check because Chatterbox can't supersede the music that we're trying to create. And, you know, it, it can't supersede that because if we're not doing that music, then the whole reason that we're doing Chatterbox disappears because we're no longer trying to make it in the music industry. So that's what we mean when we talk about it becoming the thing. Not yeah, the I mean, orange guy from Fantastic Four. <laughs> Although nobody wants to see that happen either. I'm just saying. Well, well, no, not really. <laughs> but I mean, we just don't have the time to put into becoming full-time sales people and production people to do that kind of work and the level of marketing that you would need to do. Well, for even, you know, even if you do a lot of marketing, you still have to have people that you can pitch this to. And not that you can't just throw it out there all over the internet, but the people that are successful on Patreon are those that already have an existing large community base. You know, it's and like, it's like getting a loan. No one gives you a loan unless you can prove that you don't need it. That's so true because <laughs> it's it's true. You know, people want to give money to people that are already making money. Exactly. So I don't think I'm going to be participating in the Patreon platform because I think it's just, it, it just doesn't seem something that I feel I would want to, you know, put all my time into. Right. Um, but listen, guys, if you've had a different experience with Patreon and if anybody out there is doing something wonderful with it, please let us know. Post or comment on our Facebook.com slash groups slash chatterbox page and let us know what your experience or what you've heard and uh, if you have any other suggestions that maybe we're not thinking of right now. But that's where we are with Patreon. Mm -hmm. And now for a brief pause while we hear a word from our sponsors. Superman, ha! Batman is nothing! I am Brian Tor, defender of the universe, protector of the downtrodden. And now you can listen to what I listen to when I'm in battle. The very music that inspires me to slay my enemies. For $19.99, you can have this collection of deadly hits. Show tunes! Nancy Sinatra, Barbara Streisand, all for you. Kill your enemies and listen to Broadway with Brian And now, back to our program. You did some marketing um, not so very long ago um, to try and do some house concerts because this is something that we hear all the time. Oh, do house concerts. People will pay, you know, 25 bazillion dollars for a house concert. And yeah, we, we hear this all the time as musicians. I have not actually tried to do the house concert routine because, you know, heavy metal band, neighbors, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not as easy as it seems to be. Or maybe there's just something that I'm missing altogether with this. But I did try to market Dark Beauty for house concerts, but 
you know, it, well, first of all, it takes money to be able to do this. Right. And, you know, just pitching it out there and once again, nobody will give you a loan (laughs) unless you can prove you don't need it. Exactly. And I mean, there's a lot of great benefits to doing a house concert, I thought. And one of them is the fact that, you know, how cool is it to be able to uh, have such an intimate experience and, you know, for this type of, uh, this audience that's like right in front of you and and be in someone's living room. And I thought that would be such a cool way to get this very sort of intimate kind of music out there um, and the story. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to throw it out there, but I just didn't get any bites on it at all. Now I've done one house concert and it went really, really well. People really loved it. And that was the one thing that kind of propelled me to, you know, put it online and start marketing so that we can try to do some more. But I tried to make it as easy and user-friendly for people, you know, that maybe actually go to the page and take a look at it. So there was a form that they had to fill out and it was just, you know, some yes or no questions and some logistical kind of things. But, um, you know, I just never got any bites on it. Um, So I just think that, again, you know, I think you have to have such a large community to be able to maybe pull from and we're we're trying to get there, you know, we're just not there yet. So maybe it's something that I would revisit at a later time. But right now, the experience for us has been one house concert, and we had a blast, and it was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, I would absolutely do another one if uh, I had the opportunity. Awesome. Um, So speaking of concerts, you and I recently did a pseudo concert with a few bars of the collaboration we're doing. Which, by the way, since you're all wondering, and Liz is going to blame me for this anyway, is sitting in her Dropbox waiting for her to pick up the arrangement, okay? My end of the song is done. Well, that's not true. We're going to have to re-record it once we finalize the arrangement and everything. But, um, yes, it is the, the, the rough draft of the arrangement is complete. It is in Liz's Dropbox. All right, don't get so excited about like putting it in the Dropbox. She only did this today, okay? That's okay. It's not like it's this not like it's been sitting day. in there for weeks. This is the first day I've been able to use my fingers. Oh, you poor! I can't imagine why. I have no idea. And even at that, I was still peeling off the remnants of calluses from days long past. Um, well, well, you better hear, heal those fingers quickly if you want to do some more guitar teaching. I know, right? So um, that actually lot house concerts, Liz's house concerts, roll very nicely into the next segment that we were going to talk about, which was we recently did a uh, Facebook Live event and we were kind of comparing, contrasting the Facebook Live thing versus something like Stage It, where Facebook Live we do for free. Um, all it costs is turnpike tolls, uh, wine, coffee, and Liz and Brian used to ha- usually have to feed me. Um, so that's all that costs. And then uh, versus Stage It, where we would actually get paid to do uh i believe it's like a 20 minute concert and i like both of those platforms a lot because i mean we already experienced the facebook uh the chatterbox live event that we did and that was a blast i mean so we know that the whole live event works really well the only difference is again is that one you're getting paid and the other one you're not getting paid so um but i definitely want to try live we're getting paid in love (laughs) 
Yes, absolutely. And building a fan base, which is, I think, you know, probably more important than anything else. Right. And we um, did. We actually had a really good turnout for Facebook Live. And that's why, I, I mean, I definitely think it was worth it. it. It was definitely worth it to do it. I really, really liked it. I really liked the format. I really liked how easy it was to drive seven hours in the worst possible snow ever to get to (laughs) New Jersey, the state with its own devil, and do a Facebook Live just for you guys. Um, It was fun. (laughs) It was. We had a blast. We actually had a blast. We did. But I really enjoyed doing that. I like the interaction. I like the interaction that we get with you guys. Cause yeah, we do the chat room every week, but it's just not the same. You know, it's not like we're fielding questions and we're, you know, back and forth and back and forth. It's, it's not the same. And, and the interaction between Liz and I, even though we're actually speaking to each other live right now, um, it's not the same. Yeah. There's just something about having, both of us in the same room and and somehow drafting this... Brian to do our dirty work. I mean, come on. He's always doing the all the crazy stuff behind the scenes, but you know, he's really really good at doing the producing part of it and and he likes it too and it's really a lot of fun and and I think it's it's great to have him, you know, do that part of it for us. Um what a talented talented person he he's is. He's so talented. So shout outs to Brian Ziegler for being a great production assistant amongst a great, a bunch of other stuff too. Um, So yeah, that's definitely something that we want to try is the uh, live stage it is definitely another probably great way to make money. I know that I've seen musicians make money at that and somehow that seems a lot easier than trying to do the Patreon and some of the other stuff. It's true. That's true. Um, And then, you know, we've been talking about all of this stuff that we do. And I think the biggest thing that we do is we hold each other's feet to the fire. Boy, is that true? That is true. I mean, you know, I complain about the fingers because I really don't need my feet to play the guitar. But let's just say I was like, doing a low crawl out of the apartment my feet were so burned (laughs) oh my goodness what an exaggeration (laughs) what do you think it's like she's like she describes herself like a hobbit or something (laughs) oh my goodness mr frodo it's your (laughs) sam (laughs) and yes i do sam too and again it's terrible um, but we actually hold each other very, very accountable. We were actually talking, this is another one of those behind the scenes, uh, phone calls that hopefully someday you guys will get to, uh, will get to witness, but we actually hold each other accountable. If Liz was not on the other end of this, um, uh, phone for lack of better terminology, um, you know, I, I, I can honestly say Chatterbox would have probably hit pod fade after episode three. Uh, for those of you for those of you who don't know what pod fade is, those are the podcasts that start and then just kind of drop off the face of the earth. Um, and I'll tell you, it's easy for it to do that, too, because and, and the same thing on my end. I mean, if it wasn't for Suzanne on the other end of this phone and microphone, 
uh, I don't think I would be doing this podcast. I mean, it really is a lot of fun. And what you need is, it's the energy that I feel we both need to go back and forth. And without that, it does make it very difficult. And listen, we're already doing projects on our own, right? I mean, I've been working on a lot of stuff by myself. I, lo- I work a lot with Brian. I, wor- I work with some great musicians. But overall, I still do a lot more. The, you know, the, the higher percentage is me doing things on my own. So it's really, really great to be able to bounce off of, off of someone that has similar goals and have the energy to be able to, you know, push each other along. And I think that's, I think that's part of the key to, to getting towards, you know, to success. It is absolutely. And, and the other thing is, you know, I know I've had, uh, this was actually a, a bit of a rough week for me. Normally I try and keep everything kind of upbeat and kind of positive. And there, there were a couple of things that just, you know, went completely wrong this week. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, it, it was the phone call to Liz going back and, and looking at numbers again in a different light that was like, oh, okay, this doesn't suck nearly as much as I thought it did. Um, you know, but it's, it's that kind of thing. It's the thing to keep pushing forward. And, uh, you know, in, in amongst all of the, the nonsense that went on this week, there was actually some, uh, there was actually some really good news, which you're not going to hear about just yet, but it was again, something that I talked to Liz about and say, Hey, what do you think about this? You know, I got this message on Facebook and blah, blah, blah. Somebody who's going through it, somebody who is, for the most part, fairly well grounded. I mean, we both, let's face it, look at what we do. We chase rainbows and unicorns. That's <laughs> Isn't that what the we truth? Do. And they Yeah, bite. but you know what? <laughs> they do bite. And that's just the rainbows. I don't even want to talk about what the unicorns do when you catch them, but... You I know. don't know. That must that must be the rainbows over in Pennsylvania. <laughs> the ones in New Jersey are pretty nice, actually. <laughs> well, that's because they, need- they can be, because New Jersey is what now? The it's only its state own, in the union with its own devil. Its own devil. <laughs> oh, right. my goodness. But, uh, you know, basically we chase rainbows and unicorns. That's what we do for a living. And it's, a, I mean, it's a great thing. I wouldn't want to do, I, I've done other things for a living and those things all suck. Not that yeah, I they're definitely not, you know, not that I haven't met some wonderful people, not that I haven't had some awesome experiences. I still, I still talk to everybody at Safe Light. Um, you know, Safe Light gave me a, a ton of really great friends, a really, just a lot of really great people. But, it doesn't give me the same sense of satisfaction and worth that doing this, that, that chasing rainbows and unicorns and other mythical creatures gives me. And we do it so well too. That's true. We do. But listen, this has been really an episode about trying to get some information out there to a lot of the musicians and artists trying to make, figure out ways to make money. And we hope we've given you some ideas and some and, silliness. Yeah, and and listen, share with us your ideas on what's working for you. We would love to hear from you. Uh, Suzanne, go ahead and throw out the links. The links. Um, yes, SuzanneDecree.com. Of course, that's me. And DarkBeautyMusic.com. That's her. <laughs> 
And we are always excited to hear from you guys. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you're on Twitter listening and you're not in the chat room with us, no problem. Just make sure you hashtag ChatterboxRocks and we will find your comments. We will. We promise we will. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.